Welcome to a Soulful Mom's Wisdom Podcast, where I'm Africa O, your host and wellness coach. Join us on a journey to infuse positivity, wellness, and mindfulness into your daily life through the transformative power of quotes. Our conversations aim to uplift, empower, and reignite your passion for living your best life. Join our Live Africa O community at liveafricao.com as we embark on this journey together. On this week's episode of A Soulful Mom's Wisdom, we are going to walk into a completely different theme. While it is 100% connected to the first theme, that we started with, with this podcast, which was impassioned. We are now going to enter into a different theme that is very near and dear to my heart as I am living it and breathing it every day. And it's honestly what I began to incorporate in my life long before I really began my wellness journey, if I can be honest. The theme for this month is personal growth. Personal growth is so layered. Personal growth encompasses our very existence, how we see ourselves, how we believe the world sees us, how we interact with the world for that reason. I already know I'm definitely going to have to circle back to this particular theme later on in the podcast. But for today, I want to talk about a specific part of personal growth. And I'm first going to share with you the quote that really connects with this part of personal growth for me. This quote is something that I heard a long time ago. So let's get into it. So where are we pulling the wisdom from and exactly what is the quote? So the wisdom we are pulling from today is from no one other than the divine leader, in my opinion, Mahatma Gandhi. Mahatma Gandhi is a famous political and spiritual leader for South Africa, for India, honestly, for the entire world. Mahatma Gandhi has had a significant impact while he was alive in since he was assassinated. So what exactly is the quote? The quote I'm referring to by Mahatma Gandhi is be the change you want to see in the world. Be the change you want to see in the world. So I really love sharing with y'all exactly where I am, what I'm doing when I come across a quote, because I feel like it kind of just takes you onto my wellness journey with me and kind of gives you an idea of how I'm pulling these different perspectives and I'm processing them, et cetera. However, this quote I heard so long ago, and I've seen it honestly so many times that I'm not exactly sure where I first saw it. But what I can share with you is the feeling it gave me when I first read it. Because that 
has never left me. So I love this quote. I fell in love with this quote from the very first moment I heard it because it reminded me to not complaining. Yes, I used to be a complainer. Not all the time, but too often. I would complain about something. And even now, to this day, I complain about things at times, but it's far less than what I used to. And also, I do it in a different way where it's not complaining, but it's something that I feel is more healthier. It's venting. Okay, so quick pause, because I know sometimes, at least from what I've heard from other people, some of these things under the wellness space, choosing happiness, complaining less, being thankful, it just can sound unrealistic. It's like, look, we got problems, we have challenges, especially as a busy mother. You're in the day-to-day, you have crying babies, or you have older kids that have so many big emotions. You may be a wife, you may be single, you, you know, you may be aspiring to be a mother, and that in itself presents challenges. Just existing in this world, you encounter challenges, and they are worth talking about. Don't get me wrong. But this is something I want to offer you. A suggestion, if you will, that has really helped me along my journey. There's a difference between complaining and venting. Complaining, in my opinion, is observing, or I should say, calling out an issue that you, that you notice, whether it's a personal issue or something else that you're observing, and then stopping, not following up with an action. So it looks a little like this. Oh, I really cannot stand this job. Oh my gosh, my boss gets on my nerves. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand why my partner continues to do this. Like, oh, they are getting on my nerves. Like, I'm just, these are just some examples, very basic. The first one was with work. The second one was with the partner. But obviously, again, issues and challenges can show up in so many different parts of our lives. But here is an example of venting. I really cannot stand this job. There's just something about it. What is it? Why don't I like this job? Okay, let me take some time this weekend and just be with myself. Maybe I don't go out anywhere or maybe I just try to have a part of my Saturday or Sunday to myself to really kind of go inside, inside of myself and figure out what it is that I don't like about this job. Let me reflect on the last month, the last few months and see what it is. Maybe I need to write this down. Maybe I need to say it out loud, record it, but I just need to get clear on what it is that I don't like. 
okay, I figured out what it is. This job, like the culture of this company is not a good fit for me. I don't like how they're treating me or the other employees. I don't feel like they value professional advancement. I don't feel like they value different ideas. I don't feel like they just respect me as I show up. It can be so many things when it comes to the culture misaligning with you. But this, again, is an example of what you may find wrong. So here's the action or the next step of the action. The first one was we got clear on what it is. We wrote it down. We recorded it. Okay. You know what? The culture of this organization is not going to change. I need to look for a new job. I need to look for a new organization to be a part of. I need to start reaching out to my network and getting an idea of what's out there. Okay, by the end of this month, I'm going to talk to at least three people who can share with me their personal experiences at their organizations, organizations that I have some interest in that has a role that aligns with my experience. And by next month, I'm going to apply to at least three companies, whether it's the companies that I learn about through these three individuals or another company. So that's like just a very basic (laughs) action plan. And in that same vein, you may have an action plan that you carry out with your partner that's continuously getting on your nerves. (laughs) When we look at this quote, be the change you want to see in the world, To me, it is just a quote that is talking about becoming empowered, right? Like understanding the resources and the tools that you currently have or that you can go out and get in order to change the status quo of whatever it is that is frustrating you. It gives us a responsibility, Instead of waiting for someone else or just sitting around and complaining, we're having to actively change this situation. Too often, I've heard of people complaining about what they want to see. I have done this as well or are tired of seeing, but they haven't tried to change it. Because it's very easy to just sit around and complain about something. But to follow up with action, it takes It takes many things. It takes courage. It takes confidence. You know, it it takes many valuable traits that we have to just tap into and execute on. And just keep in mind, I tell myself this, when you're sitting around and complaining, it's really dangerous, not only for yourself, but for others as well. So the particular issue that I found myself complaining about at one point was texturism. I noticed it very early on. However, I wasn't sure how to address it. And it was impacting me on a daily basis. So what is texturism? Texturism is a social construct, meaning, well, let me back up. What is a social construct? A social construct is an idea that is literally created by someone in the society 
accepts this idea. The society decides to adopt this idea that someone created. So social construct is not like a real thing, but it's just an idea that someone has about something that the society as a whole accepts. So then texturism specifically is discrimination that happens against individuals with a coarser texture of hair, a kinkier texture of hair. It often resembles, in my opinion, Afro-textured hair, 4C textured hair. And you could Google the hair typing system to understand what 4C is. And I also have some blogs on liveafricao.com that talk more about this. And you can also visit my YouTube channel at liveafricao to learn more about texturism. But I have experienced this discrimination not only from white people, but also from black people. And it hasn't been from all white people and it hasn't been from all black people. But the simple fact that it has occurred is a problem. And so I used to complain about it, you know, not being able to show up in an interview with my natural hair or show up on the job with my natural hair because I was literally, literally threatened to have my job taken away if I did not straighten my hair. And I have experienced it just in so many different spaces that I found myself complaining about it. I then, I knew I had to make a decision. Like I I have to either move to the next step, which is taking action on this. So I'm no longer complaining, but now I'm venting or I'm just going to stay where I am, which really was just going to put me in a place of discomfort. I I was already in a place of discomfort, quite honestly, but it was going to then make me miserable, right? Because that's what happens oftentimes when you're just confined to a place of an issue that you are unable to take action on. So to me, if you're venting, you're either simultaneously taking action or you are venting and then you're following up immediately with an action. So in this situation, I was doing the latter. I was complaining and then I was following up with an action immediately after. And what this looked like for me, I'll just give one example because I did multiple things, but I decided as a mother, especially, or at the time I was aspiring to be a mother, as someone who knew I wanted to be a mother, I wanted to be an example for my little girl or even my little boy of someone who said, I'm going to challenge the status quo, the status quo who says my hair is not acceptable as it exists out of my head naturally by wearing my natural hair no matter what space I go into and wearing it confidently. And I also knew that this would potentially give other people who have hair like me a community, right? Their ability to see other people show up in this world that they exist in as them. Just reaffirming to them, there is nothing wrong with my hair and how it exists. And I also believe in representation. The more people see my hair, this type of hair, that is often being discriminated against or experiencing some type of bias, people have an increased exposure of this type of hair and therefore they become more accepting of it. Not all the time, but a lot of times this is how this works. And you can research the mirror exposure effect, which is a psychological phenomenon to understand more about this. So 
I was motivated for all these different reasons because I wanted to help myself, but help other people and most definitely help my children. And so I began to wear my hair as long as it was washed, trimmed. It's groomed, washed and trimmed. It is groomed. I am styling it however I want. I don't need to curl cream. I don't need to straighten it. I am letting it do what it does naturally. Sometimes it does curl up. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it's just super kinky and it's just simply what it is. Beautiful. And I believe all hair textures are beautiful. And so this was a way, again, that I said, I am going to be the change in the world that I want to see by wearing my natural hair more often. I'm going to wear my hair however I choose, but that includes wearing it in its most natural state. Because to me, that equates to bodily autonomy, which is so important. Bodily autonomy, just in very simplistic terms, is governance over one's own body. And the hair that grows out of my head is just that. It's a part of my own body. And so me just being able to educate myself on these things and how my hair naturally exists and having that knowledge then equip me with the tools to say, this is why this is important for me to do it. And this is how this will not only help me, but help other individuals. And it gave me what I needed to move forward. So then I began creating content that addresses the controversial issues around texturism. Because I want to increase this awareness again for the world, as well as for my children, because I want all of us to feel as comfortable as we can showing up as ourselves. Again, this equates to having bodily autonomy, which is a key aspect of wellness. So think about what it is that you want to see differently in the world. Maybe it's something personally with you. Maybe it's something within your local community, or maybe it's something globally. But don't feel like your efforts are too small because it takes a bunch of small efforts to create a big victory. We all have to start somewhere. Be the change you want to see. I challenge you to be the change you want to see in the world. Thank you for listening. Well, thank you for tuning in today. If you've enjoyed this episode and find value in our podcast, we'd love to hear from you take a moment to rate and review our show your feedback helps us improve and reach more listeners like you and your support means the world to us you can follow the show on instagram at live africa o and be sure to join our live africa o community at liveafricao.com you'll discover lots of goodies after joining including the chance to be featured on one of our episodes We hope today's discussion has warmed your heart and inspired mindfulness. Don't forget, quotes can light your path just as they've done for me. 
Until next time, breathe, reflect, and embrace the wisdom around you. Wishing you a soulful journey ahead. Bye.